Hello, 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 everyone. Firstly, okay, I'm not Barb. Yes, I am Mikkel, and Barb has asked me to pour into her audience this week, and I could not be more grateful for the opportunity. She herself has blessed me and poured into me time and time again, and so to be able to pour into her audience is a humbling experience, and I'm grateful for the opportunity. So who is this crazy woman talking to you? Hi, I'm Mikkel. I am the founder and CEO of Her Promise Circle. I am also a respiratory therapist who works in critical care, and I happen to be a woman who has a burning passion that was placed in her by God to help women live fuller lives. And I do that by helping to provide resources and educating them, making them more aware of their overall wellness, and helping them not to forget and put their health on the sidelines while they are pursuing the purpose that God has placed in their lives. I help them find a balance between working towards the things they love to do and also taking care of themselves. And this passion came from my own sort of burnout. I actually was on the front lines during the pandemic and I myself burned out completely. I mean, it was an awful time. Um, We were working crazy hours and I actually like truly, you know, I got sick and, and burnt out because I was just riddled with anxiety. I was overworking. I was not paying attention to my own health and I was just focused on helping, helping, helping other people. And I help women find the balance between having that heart that God has given us to serve, but also putting the mask on us first, right? They tell you whenever a a flight is about to crash, you know, or or the plane is in crisis. I don't know, it's never happened to me. But they tell you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. And so I just provide a space and a community for women to support each other, to remind each other, you know, that we are worthy of living life fully, of not forgetting about our own wants, needs, and desires, or forgetting to take care of ourselves. And by take care of ourselves, we are then able to pour more into others. We are able to express and show the God in us to other people when we are becoming more healed in our minds, bodies, and spirits. And so that's a little bit about me. I want to just get started. I mean, Barb asked me to talk about putting God first and I don't think this is going to be your average put God first episode. It wouldn't be me if it was. Um, (laughs) It's more of a practical way for you to put God first in your everyday life. Because the verse sounds good, right? You know, you got the seek ye first, the kingdom of God. And the verse I'm about to read to you now, which is Matthew 22, 37 and 38. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. Now we can read that in our devotional in the morning and put it down, girl, but are we living like we love God with all our heart, our soul, and our mind in our everyday moments of our everyday lives? And If no one's ever told you how to, I'm going to give you some practical ways in which I practice putting him first in my life every single day, even in the boring times. (laughs) And so the first thing that I had to do, I feel like the very first step I had to take was to increase my awareness of God in every moment. 
One of my favorite verses is the verse where it says, where he says to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You know, he tells us that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, that he knew us when we were an unformed substance. He intricately wove us together. He knows our thoughts. You know, he knows our intentions of our heart. He is so intimately involved with us and we can easily miss out on this intimacy that allows us to experience God in a fuller way and allows us to live our lives in a fuller way because of it. If we are not aware of how involved God actually is, even when you don't recognize it, even when you're not conscious of the fact that God is there, he says he will never leave you nor forsake you. And I think once my faith met God at that level, I began to experience what he's talking about when he says, I will give you a peace that surpasses understanding. That I will have joy in every moment. And I feel like we as women get held back on experiencing God fully because we have so many hats, so many roles that we play throughout our lives, throughout our days, your moms, your daughters, you're your working, you have your job title, right? You have your business, you, you have so many hats to wear. And we get so caught up in the work that we have to do and in serving and helping other people that we forget that us ourselves are to also experience life in a full manner, in a full way. He died. Jesus said, He died to give us life and to allow us to live life abundantly, abundantly, not just an average life where you're just miserable and just going through the motions, a life where you're fully involved, fully engaged, fully experiencing him. And so, so I didn't miss out on any of those benefits. I was like, okay, Lord, what can I do? Okay. Because I want to experience you fully. I hear you saying all the time how much peace you have to give us, but I'm not really experiencing that peace. Okay. So, so, so help me see, help me see how I can experience you in a fuller way. He's like, all right, well, we got to unpack some things. I'm like, okay. All right. So the first thing was in believing him when he said he would never leave me or forsake me, when he said he intricately wove me together. And one of my saving graces is we as women also pick ourselves apart so furiously. We are so critical on ourselves. We are so hung up on being perfectionists. We are people pleasers because we are worried about what people think about us and we want to be validated so badly. But putting God first is to fear him and not man. It is to be worried about his approval, not our own, not those of others, our families, his approval. And this relieved me of so much stress because knowing God knows every part of me, every mistake I've made, every fear I experience, everything I would consider imperfect, he knows about it and still chose me, still died for me, still offered me his love, still offered me his peace. He knows all the things that you keep picking yourself apart about and still loves you, still has called you for a purpose. And these are the foundational things I had to begin believing and seeing to increase my awareness of him and to want him around. Because for a long time, girl, I looked at God as this God that was just waiting to smack a rule book over my head and punish me. 
You must experience God's love for you, his grace for you, his compassion for you, so you can give it to yourself and then in turn give it to others. You must believe that he cares. Not just when you're in crisis and everybody's seeking God, everyone's praying and fasting because something bad happened and now we're all going to him. No, he should always be active and alive and engaged in your life. Look at David and how he wrote the Psalms. David is so vulnerable and so open with God. Okay, it's not a joke. He's like, Lord, I'm, I'm not feeling it today. He's like, Lord, I am depressed. <laughs> I am scared. Okay, I am not feeling you. Where are you at? You are so far from me. He experiences the same things we experience with God. But he kept reaching out even when he felt like he didn't hear him. Even when he felt like he didn't see him, he kept reaching out. He kept being engaged in his relationship with God. It's a relationship. There may be some days your spouse feels distant and some days your spouse feels closer to you. You feel more in love. This is a relationship. And through ups and downs, you stay close. You you make strives because it becomes easier when you're in love with someone. Right. It becomes easier because you love them. So even if they get on your nerves, you love them <laughs> at the end of the day, you love them. And so I just wanted to express to you the foundational things I had to first believe in order to carry God with me every day. And that was to know how much he's concerned about me, to know that he knows all the bad things I'm trying to hide from him. He knows this. Right. We, we struggle with shame as women so often with the things we've done wrong because we're so hard on ourselves and we're trying to hold this perfect moral standard and, and no one's perfect. He who says he's without sin is a liar. And so we are not perfect yet. Know that God chose you and put the, put you in the position you're in right now. He's provided you with the blessings that you're the steward over right now. And so he is proud of you. He loves you. He wants a fuller relationship with you. And so don't let the enemy or or fear or shame keep you from him and keep you from experiencing him in the day to day. You have to believe him when he says that he forgives you, that he has grace, that, that his goodness and mercy follows you every day of your life. You have to believe that. And, and once you start believing that, then you want God to be with you in the day to day. You want to share with him when your crush texts you back or DMs you. <laughs> you want to share the little things like, hey, God, there was a sale today. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for that parking spot. Just little everyday things. And you start to integrate him in your life. And before you know it, you don't feel far from him as often because he's there with you in the day to day. You know, he's concerned and cares because it seems like we're like, oh, well, God wouldn't care about that. It's not true. He knows you. He's placed desires in you. He wants you to pursue him. And he is constantly pursuing you even when you stop pursuing him. That's why you always feel a tug back to him when you've been not reading your Bible for a few days or when you haven't been going to church for a few weeks. You know, you feel the tug back. You miss him because he's constantly pursuing your heart. He's after your heart, sis. And once you learn that, once you experience his true love for you, you want to carry him through your day to day. And so that has helped me put God in my everyday moments and therefore putting him first. And so let's go into the practical ways I apply this in my day to day. Okay. So first and foremost, a morning routine and an evening routine is so important for your mental and emotional and physical health. Um, It is so important and spiritual health. Let me not negate that. It's so important because when you're nourishing yourself in a way daily and you're expecting it, it gives you stability. It gives you nourishment. It gives you the things that you need in order to be a full cup 
because we are not pouring from empty cups. It is not healthy, okay? And so you must be full. And so your morning and night routine should be full of the things that fill you up right? So that you're not depleted and giving from a negative space. Oftentimes we get so burnt out, we're giving from an empty cup and then we are depleted. And before we know it, we get sick, we get exhausted, we get angry, um, we get resentful because we are not operating in the space that we need to be operating in in order to live in a way that is pouring into others. That's actually beneficial (laughs) because if you're pouring from an exhausted space, a burnt out space, then it feels like we are, if you're pouring from an exhausted space, you're not doing anyone any service. You're hurting yourself and you're not giving to others at the capacity you're capable of giving to them. And so really it's selfish. And so your morning and your evening routine is a perfect way to implement God into your daily life. And so for me, let me just share what I do, right? So in my morning routine on a good day, girl, let's talk about it. Cause you know, sometimes you may only get to get to your morning routine and some days you may only be able to get to your night routine. And so in my morning routine, I'm waking up early. I am putting on my prayer app because I'm groggy. Okay. And I need someone to pray over me. So I put on my prayer app. I let it pray and give me the Bible story for the day. And then while I'm in the shower, hour or when I go work out, say it's my workout day, I am listening to a sermon. I am listening to a book. I'm listening to a Christian podcast. I need to fill my spirit and get knowledge for the day I need to be poured into so that I'm not giving from a space where I'm not constantly striving to build and improve on my own spiritual health. I'm also working out because working out relieves stress. It releases endorphins it makes you a happier healthier woman okay it gives you more energy for throughout your day and an example of a night routine would be girl if I've had a long day one thing I'm gonna do is fill my tub up I have a garden tub it's wonderful um put some epsom salt in it and I'm gonna watch a sermon or I'm going to read a book I'm going to do something that winds me down and something that can fill me and pour into me. And so if the thing that you do for a woman on the run, because I am very busy, the best thing to do is to make sure you're covering all the bases. And so to pour into yourself spiritually while you're also pouring into yourself mentally, emotionally, or physically is a great way to implement God into your everyday life, to have him be present during your routine as you are filling your cup is a way that you are building intimacy with him, right? You're aware of his presence. You're aware that he cares about you, that he is starting you on your day. Say you hear a word from the preacher in the sermon you're listening to, and it's just the word you needed to hear, right? That may be the word that gets you through your whole day. And if you didn't implement that into your routine, you wouldn't have heard it. And so starting your day with him, because I have to switch it up. Sometimes I don't feel like waking up and reading my Bible. Sometimes I don't feel like watching a sermon. Sometimes I want to just like go on the treadmill and listen to a Christian podcast. You know, you need to be aware of your own habits, routines, likes, dislikes so that you don't get burnt out because when you get bored, you stop doing it. Let's be real. That's usually why you're not consistent because you're bored. And so don't forget to switch it up with God. It's a relationship. When we start getting into, you know, the religious mindset thinking we have to do certain things to be close to him. It's then when we stop 
trying to draw near to him because we feel far from him. We get bored with what we're doing. And so being conscious of the things that you can do day to day is a great way to implement him into your everyday life. And so a second thing I do is putting him into my thoughts and into the way I speak. Woo, girl, this is a toughie. So one of my favorite verses is be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because when I started applying it, I saw just how effective it was in bettering my mental health. So when I was 25, I was actually diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. This means I was fearful and anxious at the drop of a hat. Anything. I was in a constant and perpetual state of anxiety. I could not sleep. My mind, my thoughts were always racing. Even if I was resting, my brain was somewhere else like, oh, I need to do this. It was just constant fear and worry. And that kept me out side of experiencing the presence of God fully because God does not give you a spirit of fear. Right, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And if all you can see is fear, if all you can see is negativity, then that's what you will see in your everyday life. You will be expecting disappointment. When you apply to that job, you're not expecting to get it because you're just expecting bad things to happen to you. You're waiting for the other shoe to fall off all the time. And so you're, you're living your life based on what you focus on in your mind. And so let me share Colossians 3 and 1 and 2 with you. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above. And so often we are focused on what is going wrong that we cannot see or be grateful for the things that are going right. You are living in an answered prayer, your new home, your children being born and being healthy, Uh, the relationship that is going well, the new job that gave you a promotion. You come so far out of a gratitude mindset because you are so focused on what you don't have. You are so focused on the lack and the negativity of situations that you can't see where God has brought you from, where God is taking you to because he is in the things above. He is constantly moving ahead and we are so so focused on the past and the negativity of it that we oftentimes miss and take ourselves out of the gratitude mindset, which leads us closer to his presence in our day to day. Add to your morning routine, writing out three things you're grateful for. As soon as you wake up on your notes app, on your phone, before you pull TikTok out, sis, write down things that you are grateful for because it helps you to refocus and recenter your mind on the goodness of God. No matter what's going on in your life, you can see the goodness of God. You can see the answered prayers that you are living in. But if you are only focused on what has gone gone wrong or what is currently gone wrong, you will miss it and you will take yourself out of his presence so easily because he is good. And it's so easy to convince ourselves that he's not or that he's far from us or that he doesn't care because our minds are focused on the wrong things. And once you change your mind, what you speak will follow. If you change your mind 
and stop focusing on all the negative things and start focusing on the things you're grateful for on the goodness of God, on all the blessings that you have, on the fact that he says he has plans to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope, then you will start seeing it in your life. You must wipe the lens, the glasses that you see life through right now. Wipe it of all the negative stuff and renew it with his word. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. That means I can no longer sit here and say I'm fat or ugly or stupid every time you make a little mistake. You must take your sword and combat the negative thoughts with the word. And it will not only improve and strengthen your mind, your mentality, but it will improve the way you speak to yourself and to others. And this has truly single-handedly cured me of my anxiety. I used to take and rely on medication. I no longer take it because I couldn't get through the day before without help. And now that I have taken that time with God to renew my mind, to read my word, to to focus on the things above and not on the things that are seemingly wrong around me, because I know God's thoughts are higher than mine. So the way he sees things are going to be different from the way I see things because he can, he knows what's coming, right? But if I'm focused on the negative, I can't even believe and trust him that better is coming because I'm just so focused on all the things I'm worried about. And so that second thing, the thoughts in your speech, using your sword against them and and challenging your negative thoughts and, and putting the word against them, living like you believe what the word says over what these negative thoughts bring will fully free you and help you experience the peace that God says he brings to us. He's good. He does bring peace. But the work we have to put in ourselves is to feed our minds so that we can battle and challenge these beliefs that are trying to make us live in fear and shame and worry. And so once you transform your mind, you transform your life on the outside. You're experiencing God more fully. You are going to be more intimate with him because you're experiencing his presence in your everyday. And the last practical way is... Be more mindful how you treat other people. So we just read Matthew 22, 37 and 38, right? Love the Lord with all your mind, your heart and your soul, right? What was the second greatest commandment? Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thy love. Matthew 20 and 39 says, and the second is likened unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Sis, this means even loving people who are hard to love. Yes, it may mean turning your cheek. It may mean being nice to a person who just makes it so hard. Okay, so hard for you to be nice to them. But God loves his people. He loves us at every state we are in. And if God has shown you grace, because you know you've been in some states. Okay, you've been in some states. If God has loved you and shown you his love and his goodness in every state you've been in, angry you, bitter you, scornful you, revengeful you. If he's loved you in every state you've been in, the least you could do is love the thing he cares about most in every state they get into. You are not an angry person, but someone may see you in an angry state and be like, she's an angry person. However, you're not an angry person. You're a good person. You just had a bad day. 
And if someone meets you with God's kindness in that moment, it will soften you. And so to be that for other people brings healing, brings peace, brings love, brings light to a seemingly negative situation. When you realize how important you are to God, you can then realize how important other people are to God. When you see God reflecting these characteristics towards you, you can then reflect them towards other people. And when you are in love with God, when you love him and you care about what he cares about, you can then see that being kind and showing his character to others is really important to him. And so putting him first in the way you treat other people when you otherwise wouldn't act that way towards people in a state where you don't feel like acting that way towards people, then you can show God fully to others and you can show others how important they are to God by denying how you are feeling at the time and by (laughs) acting out of the way God would want you to act. And so these are just some practical ways that I myself have learned to put God first in my life. I pray that this has blessed you. I hope to see you all again. I know Barb wants me back on the pod again as a guest, right, Barb? Um, (laughs) So I'm sure you'll be hearing from me again. But before I wrap up, I'd love to pray for everyone. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for my sisters listening currently and brothers, if you're out there. I thank you for giving us hearts that are soft enough to receive you in a fuller capacity than we've received you in the past. I thank you for the work that you're doing in each and every one of us. I thank you for filling our cups back up for the woman who is depleted, for the woman who is giving from an exhausted space. Lord, show her that she is worthy of taking care of herself, of having a fuller life in you, of experiencing a life that is healthy, a life that is full of peace and a life that she experiences joy no matter what's going on around her. Lord, I pray that you help her renew her mind with your word. I pray that your word has been planted on good soil and will now be nourished and take root so that she can start experiencing that life you said that we will live abundantly in every way possible. God, I speak life into her health, into her mind, into her body, into her soul. I pray that in this very moment you are speaking to her and Showing her the life that you want her to live. Showing her that she is a testament to who you are, to all those that she comes across. I thank you, Lord, for the purposes you placed on our hearts. I thank you for speaking to us in every moment and allowing us to seek you in the everyday, day-to-day, boring, mundane. I thank you for a heart that is ready and willing to have a more intimate and close relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I thank you all for having me. I pray you've been blessed and you can find me at mikkel.renee on Instagram or at Her Promise Circle. If you'd like to become a member of Her Promise Circle, visit www.herpromisecircle.com and that's it for me. Have a wonderful day.